This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my course, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, you all know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review, comment, whatever you would call it. It just helps out oh so greatly. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fansite, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got a YouTube. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We all want to know your thoughts and opinions. It's going to keep more Donovan Mitchell talk today. All right. We're going to keep it going. We got other stuff. We got to talk about all the, the, the major media outlets just slandering the crap out of the Knicks as always. We want to know your thoughts and opinions as well. And while you're over at the YouTube channel, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. So if you need to put money down on the line, these guys got you covered. They're also partnered with Minute Media. So make sure... To go check them out, you can go take them on the road, wherever it may be. If you need to make, if you got to make sure you got to gamble, there's no excuse. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. John, my bro, my main man. How you doing today, my man? How you feeling? Good, good, dude. I, uh, I don't How can you feel good? How can you feel good? It is a national crisis, my man. I feel Decent great. Marrow. Decent and Marrow are not together. How can you feel good? <laughs> uh, dude, as you pointed out, with Jesus and Marrow, our boys, it was a long time coming. They've been dropping some hints on the timeline. And they, it's, it all started on Twitter. And, and it all ended on Twitter, it looks like. They, they gave us some messages. It was uh, kind of foreseen. But, dude, they went out. Not only interviewing Derek Jeter, but also host or hosting slash narrating the entire Captain series for ESPN. I mean, what a way to go out! So shout out to Jesus and Mara. Hopefully, they do some Yankee highlights, whether it's together or not. That's fine. Double the you know Jesus one and Mara one, whatever. That's fine with me. But speaking of baseball, dude, I was in Canada this weekend. I had a wedding. I went to the Toronto Blue Jays game by myself. Shout out to them because, uh, well, I was staying in the city. I took the airport right there. I was, like, walking back and forth. That's pretty awesome to be able to just, like, walk to the game, walk back to the hotel. Like, honestly, I could have walked to the airport, <laughs> Bishop City right there. Uh, it was really cool. It was funny. I was talking with the security guard. $40, row three, right behind uh, the, the visitor's row pen, which happened to be uh, the Royals. I was talking to security guard. There were so many kids around, like literal children. And he's like, oh, it's junior, you know, junior day, you know, junior Blue Jays day or whatever. Uh, but he's saying generally there are a lot of kids. He's like, why? It's different uh, in the Bronx. I'm like, dude, in the bleachers by the bullpen, like where we are right oh, now, especially the visitors bullpen, like literally Yuck. <laughs> to the, there's not only are there no children allowed, basically. To the point where they made a no alcohol section, like right in the outfield. So just in case, like kids want to go, uh, you know, in the outfield, they won't be interacting. Yo, the bleacher creatures, <laughs> yo, Yankee Stadium bleacher creatures are on another level. If you've never experienced it, God bless you. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was uh, really funny to see the difference. We were just like chopping it up a little bit, so that was cool. So that that's Jesus and Mero, you know, and the baseball side of things, man. But what what's really important here is the New York Knicks, dude. I, first of all, shout out to them for going to the summer league chip, bro. I'm, I'm mad that they didn't win it. I honestly am upset that they didn't win it. But you know, shout out to them, man. Grimes making 
the you know the the, the first team, dude. Hell of a weekend, man. Hell, hell of a weekend for the Knicks. Well, we'll get to the rumors, but for for my sports, you know, in my sports world, life, life life is pretty good right now. Even NYCFC doing okay. Unfortunately, Tati is going to get transferred, as our boy Jordan Griffith has been talking about, looking like he's going to La Liga. There goes my prop bet for top goals. But what are you going to do? He's getting transferred. But how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Outside of the DC Mero news, I'm still <laughs> still doing all right surviving. It was a good day, man. So I woke up a good day and then got that new. And I was like, cause they got me through tough times, bro. They got me through tough times. I can't, I can't, I cannot say they didn't. I remember like my, like they were on ESPN. I was like, who are these dudes? And then I, I watched their entire season one catalog. I then subscribed to their podcast that, that their shit was fire, bro. It's sad that they're going out this way, but get sticking with the Knicks. I'm all right, man. Guess what? They, like you said, they were in summer league. You know, it was, summer league championship. Like that's that's a, a good accomplishment for this team. Okay, and man. They showed out, even though they 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 laid a goose egg for three quarters during summer league. It's still it was still good repetition to see how far Jericho Sims, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride have all come in their development, and how much far they have to go. Uh, I thought it was a decent showing to a certain degree, especially <laughs> towards the fourth quarter. You saw them starting to like clamp up, but that turning point, man, when Grimes got fouled and fell to the ground, they didn't call it. That was like the whole game changer. Then you had, you had Weatherford just like come down and, or, or Watford, you had Watford come down and, and just go, uh, go ham on, on the New York Knicks. So it was a good showing. Happy about it. Uh, sh- shout out to Dice Yoshimoto. Good development for our young guys. Hopefully that all translate into this upcoming season. But now we're without basketball again for, <laughs> for quite some time. So that's a little sad. But yeah, shout out to Quentin Grimes for being on the first team all summer league team. Keegan Murray is, is the summer league MVP. That kid's a dog, bro. That kid is oh, yeah. a dog. He is nice. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get buried league, in, man. Is in there- Sacramento, dude. We all know it. He, I hope not, because he's good. I know, but it's just a fact. He's uh, there's so, there's too many players on Sacramento. He's just gonna get buried. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they got to figure it out, man. They got to figure it out. But this is not a Kings podcast. This is a Knicks podcast. So, what are your what? Are, let's get some quick overall t- uh, thoughts on uh, on summer league. I'll let you go first. Well, dude, I mean, as much as I love Quentin Grimes. And I do think that he absolutely shined and developed his game. I mean, I just wanted everyone to take one step back. Like, he was playing against inferior players, right? But at the same time, man, it is worth something because, hey, when IQ was here last year, he was trying to develop into this point guard situation, and it didn't work, right? And we said, oh, it's just a couple games. He didn't really have time. We made up all these excuses. It kind of did show in, in the regular season. Now we have Grimes in here, and he showed out. He did everything we asked of him. He was a little fast, right? He's a little quick. Uh, maybe that's, you know, against the Summer League players. I don't think he's going to be able to take people off the dribble. Like, he was. He had an amazing first step in the Summer League. He made three. Like, he was not even trying to be 3 and D. That was, like, his backup, right? In the league, he's going to be more of a 3 and D guy. But it's just great that he shows that he can do it. Tibbs was at a lot of those games. So, you know, you want to show out in front of your coach, man, even if you're playing against, you know, fifth graders, right? Like you want to show out against, you know, right in front of your coach because, you know, you see it, you believe it, right? Especially in basketball, especially with Tibbs, man, right? We see that, especially like, you know, think about Cam Reddish, you know, uh, for a a nice example. Think about IQ, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, two people last year that it was really, if if you see it, you believe it. From uh, tips his eyes, so definitely Grimes, Hunt. You know, we were we were we were we were a little down on him uh, going into the summer league. Like, why does this guy have a roster spot? You know, we could put somebody else in there. Hunt was fine. I like no problem. I like him at the end of our bench. I think he can step up in emergency situations. I'm gonna have fun watching him in Westchester. Honestly, uh, he's gonna be great. McBride, he's good. Uh, you know, as usual, I love McBride. I love how he keeps the ball close to him. He plays good defense. He can hit a shot. 
But it, it, honestly, it, it looks like he's buried, man. It looks like he's buried uh, deep into our uh, depth chart. It looks like he's going to be a goner. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, uh, probably in the hypothetical Mitchell trade. But he did well. But, you know, uh, uh, also, you know, our rookie, he's fine, too. Uh, our, our main man, uh, David Zenon, today uh, tweeted, like, basically, like, keep that same energy. <laughs> People, like, talking talking smack about uh, our draft pick this year. So, you know, we trust in him. You know, he was right about everybody else so far, whether, you know, good or bad regarding the players. So we'll see how that develops. But, you know, you know this is all going to be my, about my boy Jericho Sims, man. Jericho Sims. He uh, he calmed down a little bit, right? He was the uh, that seems to happen. See, because it seems like he's an en- high energy type of guy, and sometimes when you bring that energy and you quote unquote want it more than the other player, it kind of shows, and you're able to get that extra step, that extra inch, and like you're able to you know play that free safety position, go from the block to the half court, jump up and get those rebounds, alley oops. But it tends to slow down after a while, and so. It's nice for us as Nick fans to maybe take a step back and be like, okay, maybe he's not our starter. Okay, like Mitch is actually going to be our starter, and maybe he's not even our backup, right? Let maybe let's give Hardenstein a chance, right? Let's see what he has. But we do know that if Sims, if, if he gets ten minutes, fresh ten minutes right now, he could be absolutely spectacular in those ten minutes. You know what I mean? And then, like, he doesn't have to play for the rest of the game, take a night off the next game, and then all of a sudden comes back another 10 minutes, important. Maybe Mitch is in foul trouble. Maybe Hardenstein, you know, is slacks a little bit. You know, we know that Jericho Sims can get in there. So, uh, uh, honestly, all positive thoughts, which is amazing, right? Usually you come out of a, of a summer league, you're like, oh, man, IQ, I don't know. You know, come out, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like Shumpert, oh, I'm not sure. Like, we always have issues. Coming out of the summer league, this year feels really positive. For sure, I agree with that. It's a, it's very positive. I think from the from what you can get from most, and you summarize it, even though you broke down every single player, is that someone has at least can have a defined role at some point in this in the NBA, which is a success of itself. Most of the league is role players, so if you have role players that are looking good and are able to show out and get yourself into the summer league champ. It's a good one indication of how well your development your development staff is. Two, how smart and how good, how talented the guys that you drafted are. And three, like it should just be a, a a stepping stone in the right direction, right? It's like, oh wow, we got a team that knows how to draft and that's, develop. Yeah, like we're seeing so, our developers. That's that's big, man. That's yeah. big. And so when you talk about even doing these hypothetical Donovan Mitchell trades, not you <laughs> specifically, but oh, we'll when get kids can develop, <laughs> we're about to get to that. But when you when you see that your your talent is starting to develop, you can now say, "Hey," because teams know that you're not going to get an all star in return for an all star. This is, it's very rare that you go get a Ben Simmons for a James Harden. That rarely ever happens. Usually, what happens is that you trade an all star. What you get in return are some quality role players, maybe even high-quality role players, right? That's what you get in return. And so the fact that the Knicks can develop just quality role players is good when you're trying to make a deal with a team like the Utah Jazz. And they're like, hey, this is they got something that we need, especially when we're a rebuilding team. So with that being said, let's get into these Donovan Mitchell talks because, John. The elephant in the room. I don't it is not only the elephant in the room, but my God, the talking points surrounding this has just been grossed by major media outlets. Do I have to like, say it? Do I have to say it? You don't it's have Knicks, to say it. I mean, it's, it's Knicks for clicks, bro. This is it. And the, not only is it, are you going to be, you know, poking the Knicks fans, the entire NBA wants to see what happens with Donovan Mitchell. Everybody's interested in this. This is not a just. You know, we can poke at Knicks fans, kind of get them mad, put out a list or something, say R.J. Barrett stinks, and, you know, get them all riled up. No, like everybody in the league, if you write about, if you write the words Donovan Mitchell at all, and especially if you add New York Knicks, it's going to get zillions of clicks. And they know it. Even the, even the big dogs right now, man, it hurts to say. They're just making stuff up. But the thing is, like, they are... It's not making stuff up as like how difficult. I don't know. It's actually, let me say, no, they are making. What's stuff annoying? Up. What? 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 Yeah. It is. It, here, here's, <laughs> what's, here's what's annoying. 
is because there's the lack of nuance that goes into this analysis saying, oh, like you have Tim Bontemps like, oh, this is a fireable offense if Leon Rosen get it. You have Max Kellerman out here saying, oh, well, what does it do if you get uh, Donovan Mitchell on this team? You're not a championship contender, but yet this is the same dude that's like, oh, well, they haven't been an attractive star for God knows how long. It's like, okay, so now they can attract a star, but now the issue is that they won't be a championship contender. What happened to just being relevant for a time period and then building off of that? Well, first of all, shout out, have, to they, they, oh. shout out to Alan Hahn. Shout out to Alan Hahn for putting that in Han. place, dude. Shout, shout <laughs> out to Alan Hahn for, 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 for sticking for Knicks fans. But then you also have people like, and, and like we have, we have uh, talks over at the ringer saying, uh, you know, I, I don't even know, like, does it make sense? The Knicks don't usually have a plan. It seems like if they just get Donovan yeah. Mitchell, there's not a plan. It's like, okay, so now they don't have a plan. Why get Donovan Mitchell? If we own Leon Rose doesn't get Donovan Mitchell, it's all it's all hell or high water. Like, come on, like the the there it is like all over the place in analysis, man. There's like no like, is there's no like, hey, in this scenario, this is why the Knicks should move for Donovan Mitchell. In this scenario, this is not why the Knicks. This is why the Knicks should not move for Donovan Mitchell. It is just such hyperbolic takes, but this is what comes with the territory of covering the Knicks. And I'm going to say this. Shout out to Knicks Film School. Shout out to Jonathan Macri, who interviewed Richard Jefferson. And he said it perfectly. The, the dude said it perfectly. Richard Jefferson said, the Knicks, you know, they cover, they need the major, these media outlets, these major media outlets need the major media market teams to do well. And when you're a te- when you're like ESPN, when you're like The Ringer, when you're, when you're like anybody and you have an office in New York, the easiest team right there that's the largest team is the New York Knicks. And so when they're relevant, they get they get the numbers going up. When they're bad, they still need to talk about them because one, there's just general big interest about the team. But it all like it just generates interest. Like you can write a bad, terrible article, put the Knicks at like number 32 on the list. Talk poorly about RJ Barrett, and someone's gonna read it. It's gonna get you the retweets, it's gonna get you everything. So it's not shocking that we're just getting this. You know, so, to some of them, just like it's just non-nuanced takes, just non, non-nuanced takes. But let's let's break all of this down, man, because I need to hear from you. Because my thoughts on the situation, as a true attorney, when it comes to Donovan Mitchell, it depends. Of course, it depends. That's always your answer. What's the price? Yeah, what's the price? <laughs> it depends. You know, what's the situation? So let me let me ask you this question. Let's start off with this: Is it is it all or nothing when it comes to Donovan Mitchell? What do you mean? Like, do does Leon Rose have to get Donovan Mitchell? And if he doesn't, he should be fired. Well, we know that's not the case because of because of how the narrative has been presented to us. We know that the Jazz have an offer and the Knicks have an offer. And they both rejected it, right? One asked for too much and one asked for too little. So we know that if Leon Rose actually felt that pressure, he would have pulled the trigger. Because what the hell does he care about 2027? Honestly, like if you're telling him I'm going to get fired if I don't get Donovan Mitchell, why on earth would I care about a 2027 pick? Logically, he doesn't. So in my opinion, Leon Rose believes he's part of the future. That's why he's not he's, – he's kind of saying pick one. If you want a bunch of players, take them. But you're not going to also take the draft picks. If you want a bunch of draft picks and you don't think our protected picks are worth anything, too bad. You're not getting unprotected Knicks picks and the players that you want. It's just not happening. So you, it's like, like Utah, you're going to have to now decide like what you believe is more valuable. If you want to ask me from a leverage standpoint, and I feel like that's the big question, um, especially on, on Nick's Twitter land, who has the leverage? And that's what everyone's yelling about constantly all day. If you're asking me, man, I believe that Donovan Mitchell has the leverage. Because what is the worst possible case scenario for Donovan Mitchell? He holds out and be, and becomes a Ben Simmons? Or he's like, listen, I'm just not going to play right now? Or, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna hold out? And then you're like, okay. Now we're just not going to pay you. No problem. I don't think that's a problem. Like, that's the worst case scenario. Then all the leverage is gone from Utah. Then it's they're going to take pennies on the dollar for him. 
right? Because now it's like a really big problem. So the longer this holds out, the better Leon Rose is. In my opinion, the reason why all this stuff is out here, man, is because Danny Ainge knows how to rock the boat. He knows how to rock Dolan. He's seen it before where literally the fans and the media went so hard for Melo that Dolan went in and said, you better get this done right now. Like that doomsday scenario that you just put up. And so Danny Ainge wants to spark that again. He's like, dude, they're not, they, we, need, he, we need them to come closer to me. We, like, we're not getting the picks that we want. And so we're negotiating against ourselves. And I think that to answer your question, I know it's a little long here, but to answer your question, this is not a do or die for Leon Rose. Because if it was, he would have pulled the trigger. It's obvious by the way he's interacting, by what Danny Ainge is putting out in the media, that that's actually not the case at all. I agree. And I don't see I don't see that being do or die for Leon Rose either. And you know, I I agree with your point, especially with the fact that how he's operating. Like if he needed to get it done now, it would have gotten done right now. Like that's a fact. Well, twenty twenty seven, I'm protected, bro. Go ahead, I'm gone <laughs> in twenty twenty three. I don't get you. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. Like he would have, he would have had to do that right now. But at the same time, like I also like, and I'm also going to say, I think Dolan also has learned from that mellow time where he's like, wow. And I'm sure Leon Rose is like, do you remember what happened to Mellow? Like when we that team didn't have enough assets to build around him. Like we do not need that again if we're going to go try to get Donovan Mitchell. Now. I don't see it as that. I said that on Knicks fan TV yesterday. I don't see this as a do or die situation because the way that you listen to like Tim Bontem's like Leon Rose should be fired. I don't see Leon Rose be, needing to be fired for this, man. Like, look at this. If, if as of right now, if you look around the league, OKC has the most draft picks, then the New York Knicks. After that, I don't know, but it's not even close. It's just not even close. We know Miami, there's the looming Pat Riley issue. As of right now, the best offers can be Max Strauss with Tyler Hero and two first-rounders. The Knicks can blow that out of the water, all right? The Knicks can easily blow that out of the water. I believe Danny Ainge, as you said, he knows how to rock the boat. And he also knows how to negotiate through the media. So I see him trying to say, all right, let me see, because there's also, there's. let's just be real. Danny Ainge is not going to work with the Miami Heat. All right. Him and Pat Riley actually have beef. So let's, let's, let's cut that out right now. So let's, let's look at this. He's probably trying to use Pat Riley saying, let's see if Pat Riley can ante up. Can he get another team involved? Can he get another draft pick? Can he get another player for me? Because if that's the case, then I know the Knicks who really want Donovan Mitchell will have to ante up and maybe I get what I want in the end. But as of right now, it's difficult. I think teams around the league. Unless something's very sweet for Miami to get something out of this or for the other team, I don't see anyone really going in to go help Miami. Like, what What do they offer? Who are they going to offer? What? Well, um, the, on that point, I, I am nervous about the prospect of trading Harrell for a first-round pick and then them getting that extra pick. So it's no money for Utah and an extra pick. Like, that I, I would be a little worried about, being honest. Yeah, I hear you, but still, like, so then you got to move Hero to get that extra pick. Now it's three picks. Or Robinson. Maybe you move Robinson for a pick. You know what I mean? I don't, it, Robinson's value is in the tank, and I saw that. Uh, I, I saw that rumor where he, some the Heat want, or someone believes that the value of Duncan Robinson is one as a first round unprotected pick. I don't believe that. Man didn't even play. I know. I, I agree with you, but who no? Who knows? Maybe somebody desperately just needs a three point shooter. You know, a team that's going to be in the bottom half or bottom quarter of the first round anyway, that just scares me. Per, you know, personally, that, that scares me. But if you really want that, then why are you hating so much on the Knicks protected picks? Right? It has to work both ways. And, yes. you know, to your point, just to, to just uh, feedback of two things you said. One, I think I believe that Leon Rose is way more linked to Jalen Brunson than he is to Donovan Mitchell. Right? On the point of if Brunson fails, Leon Rose is going to get fired. Right, but if we don't get Mitchell, I don't, I don't believe that's a fireable offense. And the and second the, point, oh, go ahead. No, no, I like the other thing. No, finish your second point. I'll, I'll, I'll I was going to say on the second point with Dolan, right? Because everyone loves to hate on Dolan, right? And then if you want to, you know, you want to be fair, you say the Rangers look good, so you know that's obviously not Dolan. But let's forget all that. Let's stick with Dolan and the Knicks and the Mellow situation, dude. At the end of the day, the Knicks only make more money if we make the playoffs. 
Like the seats can't get any more expensive, right? The, the concessions can't get any more expensive. The Knicks make more money the more playoff games they have. It's very simple math. So he just needs more playoff games. So if he's going to sell his future for playoff games, he'll take that. You know what I'm saying? That's more revenue. But to get rid of all the players and not win playoff games, that literally is a loss for the Knicks because they're not going to, you know, they lose their assets on the court and the players, but also they're not making more money revenue-wise. So he's a smart guy, but at least when it comes to business, you know what I mean? That's what I really do think he learned from the mellow trade. It's like, it's not worth it. I'm, I don't gain any money. We don't win playoff games like this. Yeah, it's a That's fact. what it's Everything about. Else. Not championship. Playoff games. Max Kellerman, learn the business, dude. It's about playoff games. Like, yes, if we went to the to the semifinals, oh my, like the, if we went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost every single year, the NBA would be ecstatic, dude, ecstatic. Like, 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 like the numbers would be crazy. Dolan would be uh, incredibly happy. Knicks fans would be over the boat. Yes, just make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that would that's a fantastic goal to have. I don't see that 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 is such an issue. That's like saying, you know, the Jets making it to the AFC Championship. Like, how bad is that? Or the Mets making it to the World Series. Like, how stupid is that? What are you talking about, man? Like, this is like, not everybody is the Lakers, the Celtics, the Yankees. It just doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Nah, it's a fact. And, like, as fans, like, you'll be upset when that loss happens. But, like, for business-wise, if you're from, like, a league standpoint, you're happy. You're happy that your major market made it even that far. But the thing that I want to also mention when it comes to, like, Leon Rose and why it's not, uh, a do or die is that we've seen let's go back we've seen Paul George get traded right not once twice we've seen Russell Westbrook get traded we've seen James Harden get traded we've seen Ben Simmons get traded we've seen Kawhi get traded all right we've now just seen Rudy Gobert get traded all right how many times have we seen superstars just get moved and they're like we don't want to be here anymore man Chris Paul Got moved. Like, didn't want to be... He got moved. Like, all these dudes get moved. And so when I, when I hear someone's like, this is it for... It's like, nah. Like, there's going to be another star that comes up that if the Knicks don't spend their capital now, they're probably just going to get more capital and they're going to have the even greater leverage to go get somebody who they want. You know what I mean? Like, I, like... But the whole thing is, happen? Alex, the whole thing is there's no more free agents. So cap space... Is not is is honestly invaluable right now because for the next at least two three years there's no huge free agents so it has to be disgruntled players so maybe Danny Ainge could use that as leverage like hey there's no free agents I know that you know that also there's no more disgruntled players coming down the list here so you got to take Mitchell uh, if I'm the, if I'm the Knicks I mean we kind of both know that. Right, like you know, the Knicks and Leon Rose, we all know what's going on. Where we all know this trade kind of has to happen. I, I don't think it's do or die, and I guess, I guess the two questions right becomes how many picks. But we could argue that till till I think we're blue in the face, dude. It's not like it, look honestly, like you don't want to limit min, minimum. Yeah, got, like if you if you can get for four, very impressive. Four five for what? You want to specify the picks? No, no, no. Like, are we talking the protected? Because you could have all four protected picks right now in a sandwich. No problem. I don't care. One hundred percent. But you know, like, here's my thing. Like, even with the Knicks, even with the Knicks unprotected, if you're the Knicks, right? Can I protect them three top three, or is everyone gonna like make fun of me if I say that? Because no, that's fine. I I like I like to say unprotected, but like, just give me the top three, just like just in case, and let me have fun on lottery night. (laughs) <laughs> like, let me just, I would love top four protected because the four is a magic number in the new lottery system. Like, if I can get top four protected, they can have all of them. Like, they can have the up to the, up to the 27 the that they want. For, for me, honestly. The- because if it's, a, if it's a seven, whatever, we suck at drafting from, like, five to 15. We stink anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, you can't say it. But you can't say that, bro, with how we just seen the last couple of drafts. Oh, everybody's late. Uh, like, oh, you know, every, or, you know, Obi was five, right? So. Um, Obi was eight. Oh eight, so I guess like yeah, that 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 kind of counts. That he was good, but you know we're, we're we're good at drafting later rather than I think early. You know what I'm saying? Middle of the pack. It just I, I believe that we have better scouts for like the like Mitchell Robinson, Jericho Sims, even Quentin Grimes, IQ. Like everybody's late. You know what I mean? Now, of course, RJ that was an easy one. Ob, yeah, it was a scout, but it was also CA. We kind of all knew it was going to happen, right? 
I I don't know. I I don't mind if it's like a top four protected. Do take them. You want the, you want? I'll give you eight picks. I'll give you I'll give you the four un, you know four Knicks protected right in a row that we can give top four, and you can have the four. That's eight picks, bro. Have have them have all eight, but then you can't have all my players too, man. You just can't. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like you can't have you can't have it both ways if you're Danny Ainge. But my thing is like. If I'm the Knicks too, like I got to look at from the standpoint, like if I'm getting Donovan Mitchell, I know I'm a playoff team. So what's the likelihood that that pick is hopping into the lottery if I'm making the playoffs? Exactly. That's why I don't care. Like don't, don't, don't lottery protect. Just top four. So give me your, give me your, give me your, your trade. Like give me from the unprotected and the protect. Just like what's your, what's your limit here? That's my limit. Honestly, top, I'll give you eight that like, but it has to be that way. Like you want to do the top four protected for the four consecutive that we can trade. No swaps. Screw you. You can't have this. You can have to choose, right? So, like, you have the four, and you can have the four protected. That's eight draft picks. Go home, tell all your friends, tell all your family. You got eight draft picks, including four from the Knicks, right? Like, go, everyone's going to be happy with that, but you can't have all my players, too. I hear you on that. I think my max is definitely six. Minimum would be four. Somewhere in between there, man. And, I, and, I, and I'd, make it, I'd make it tweak. I'd give up like two, three unprotected Knicks picks. Like if I'm going to go west because I like have the others. If you want to go unprotected and 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 like that, you could have two. I don't know if I'm going three, man. I really don't. I, I that's too much for me. Like you like have I, the four I unprotected usually, and give me two unprotected, no problem. That's six. But I usually say three unprotected. Dude, that's a lot. I usually say two unprotected, one top five protected. When it comes to the next picks, that's usually what I say for the three. And then the other three, you could just take the other protected, take the other picks. You want some second rounders? Throw in some second rounders. Go make yourself happy and go home. All right. Because honestly, like at that point, like you're doing a whole rebuild anyway. It's not like you didn't get nothing from uh, Minnesota, but, and it's not like they're able to sign everybody either. I know they're going to try to trade, but does anyone really want to go to Utah? Like how many, how many, how many big stars have gone signed out to Utah? Right. Yeah. No, you're right. How many, how many, how many stars have left Utah? Let's look at it. Let's look at Deron Williams, right? Let's look at Gordon Hayward. Now Rudy Gobert's out of there. You got to have Donovan Mitchell even. So they all leave, but no one attends. What does that tell you? What are you trying to trade for if you're Utah? <laughs> what are you trying uh, draft to do? Picks. Draft picks. I, I agree with you. So You got to draft. I mean, uh, I, I think we're in agreement. Like the, the six to eight, mostly being all protect, uh, the, you know, not ours. If you want to give, if you want just our picks, it's going to be, you know, two unprotected. If you want them, if we were going to protect them, you could have an extra one. Okay. Like that, that, that's kind of where we're leaning here. But let's just talk about the players a little bit, man. Because I feel like that's really where, you know, the, the, the infighting, we'll call it the, the Knicks family infighting, I believe is happening. Whether honestly it's in the front office, whether it's with, uh, Nick's Twitter. And whether it's with Danny Ainge, I really do believe all the fighting here. I know we're made to believe it's about the picks. I honestly do believe it's about the players because that's where the relationships are. And you know that this front office is all about relationships. I don't think it's as easy as people make it seem for the New York Knicks to trade, to trade Obi Toppin, their boy, their CAA guy that they drafted. I don't think it's as easy as people think to trade IQ, their boy from Kentucky that they drafted. I don't, I, I don't think it's that easy for, I think it's a little bit easier, but I don't think it's really that easy for them to say, Hey, Julius Randle, get out of here. We're good with you. I don't, I also don't think it's easy for them to trade Grimes because he's that guy that they finally looks like they developed. Like what, what's your take on the farm that they want players wise? Okay. Who are you okay uh, to give up, dude? Like, like, I, I, I warn you of two things. I warn you of Shumpert, of how we're not going to trade Shumpert for anyone ever, right? And then look what happened. We're not going to trade Alonzo Trier for anyone, no matter who the superstar is. I don't care if it's LeBron James in his prime. Like, look what happened. And then I also remind you that all of our draft picks that, that we trade that are unprotected turn into superstars, Right? Like Gordon Hayward, like the list, the, the, the list goes on and on and on about the players. Jamal Murray, Jamal, <laughs> everyone, dude. It just like there's not even to get into it because it hurts so bad. So, wh- what's your take on the players, man? Well, who are you willing to lose for Donovan Mitchell on top of the draft picks? 
I'm okay. Like, honestly, like, it hurt. Like, I love all the kids that were drafted. They're all great. I want to see them play more. That's Nick Spence. Yeah, of course, man. We love Frank. And that's the the thing. Eh, I was a little, I was a little Landry more, Fields. I was a little, I was a, I was a little bit more easier to move on Frank honestly than uh <laughs> than the other guy. That's, a, that's another story. But um look, when it comes down to when it comes down to like these guys and what they've shown so far, it, it's it's pretty difficult to say because I'm a fan too, right? Like as much as I try to stay neutral, I'm am a fan. You know, we're Yankees fans. We're we're known for like remember that core four, even though it was like really a five. That everyone keeps referencing, like we saw them come up through, uh, even though we were young, they came up through the farm system. They then won the, they won their rings. And you're like, yes, this is what you want. And as Knicks fans, as New Yorkers, that we we're like that, it, it's that true hard hat, blue collar, pick up your lunch pail, go to work type thing. They want to see the guys. We want to see our young guys put in that work, get better, stay as a unit and then win together too. That's what we want to see. The reality is it can't stay that way. I'm comfortable with moving anyone that's needed, not everyone, outside of RJ, but out of the guys that you named, whether it's Grimes, McBride, uh, Sims, IQ, OB, I'm Cam. I'm fine with any of them getting moved. It will it hurt? Absolutely. But I also know once I see Donovan Mitchell in a jersey, it's going to be like, oh, whatever happened. You know Cam what I mean? Is not, Cam is a non-issue for me, to be honest. But I'm just saying, That's like, out of guy. all those guys, but I'm saying, like, out of, <laughs> but I'm just saying, out of all those guys, you, I get all them being available. If it's a ranking, if it's a ranking of like guys I'd love to see here versus guys that I like, I like from like the guys well, who are gonna be most upset about. Who are you gonna be most upset about? That's your one. It's gonna be IQ. It's IQ. IQ is number one. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll and the going. reason for IQ. Okay, go ahead. The reason for IQ, just so everyone knows, is like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll save it for last actually. It's IQ. It'd probably go Obi Toppin, Grimes, Sims, McBride, Cam. I keep forgetting about Sims. You think he's really gonna go here? You think that's one of the one of the No, players? I don't think he's I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going. Does it I, I need to be more brushed up on my C, uh, CBA and I will soon. I promise you that. Can Sims even be traded? We just uh, no, not until the seven fifteenth. Does that count? Does that count as like a, a full sign if you convert a two-way? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it, it does. Is. Okay, I so think that's is, perfect. Yeah. Thank God. Okay, so at least we keep Sims. Okay. You scared me putting him in. I haven't even thought about that. However, if we do trade for Mitchell, someone's got to change our number. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Sims is going to have, to have a new number out there. But anyway, go ahead. So go ahead on your IQ. Uh- so, like, the reason why IQ, and you can make an argument, people have been telling me, like, yo, Grimes is the one you got to keep out of the, out of the guards. And I'm like, I hear it too. For IQ, man, people give him, even you yourself, you've given him the Lou Will moniker. You know how important a six man is? You know how important it is to have a spark off the bench? You know how important it is to have another guy who can just handle the rock? Like, out of all the guys that we have, like, yeah. we just saw Deuce McBride. Deuce McBride has been struggling, like, to, like, blow by guys in the paint. He has to probably get on that Jalen Brunson plan and learning how to use his strength and his body to finish at different angles and just knowing how to get to his spots. But when I look at Emmanuel quickly, a guy who has quickness, who has speed, who can shoot, and is just like, once he's hot, like he's a legitimate microwave. Stuff like that, it's hard for me to give up, even though like I do like Grimes and I love the, I love his ability to be a tenacious defender and stuff like that. IQ's got to be, it's tough, man. It's tough because he's the, the first. Like, even though he hasn't been dubbed the point guard, the first guard that we have, I'm like, oh, it's the closest thing we got to a point guard. Legitimately. And just even him doing that off the bench, it'll be, it will hurt if you don't have that type of player off the bench. It just will. So that's why IQ. But what's, who's your list, man? Who's your list that you don't, that you'd be the most hurt seeing at number one and then all the way down to like, eh, I know it's Cam and who's dead last. So. Uh, I don't even need to ask that yeah. question. Okay, yeah, that, I think I feel like that's easier way to do it. So Cam is definitely last. Before him, I would go McBride, and then it gets dicey, right? Obviously, for the top three, there's IQ, Obi, and Grimes. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you with IQ being number one because losing him 
all you're going to be trying to do is replace him on the bench. It's going to be really bit. It's going to be really a big problem, especially because we're matching salary here, right? For Mitchell, so like D Rose is going to have to go, uh, and or Fournier. You know what I'm trying to say? Like somebody has to move. <laughs> you know, no, you know, no matter how anybody feels about the players, they have to move. So if D Rose is gone, then literally you don't have a backup. So McBride's gone, D Rose is gone, and now IQ's gone. It's going to be really tough, and the the prospect of having Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, and IQ, that's what makes this team a contender, Max Kellerman. That's what makes this team a, 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 a legitimate playoff team, man. That That's what it is, because you want to cry about the defense, cry all you want about it, okay? And we'll see how it works out, but you want to cry about the defense of Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, and IQ, no problem. But for me, they could take over basketball games, especially in the regular season. Like, we've seen IQ do it, especially when he's in his backup role, when he just goes and pops five threes, and then there's nothing a team can do to recover because the starters are coming back. IQ could close games. We saw that. If Jalen Brunson honestly can't handle the heat, I mean, I know he's a $104 million man, but if he if he if he if, if this is not his basketball game, which is gonna happen, IQ can close that game. If Donovan Mitchell's not playing, IQ can close that game with Brunson. You know what I'm saying? I love that dynamic. So IQ I think will be a big loss for this team. I also believe that the second biggest loss for this team would be Quentin Grimes. Listen, man, shout out to KCDA, shout out to Holito, who was really on point today in the Knicks spaces where he really he said that in an honest truth that the Knicks fans always fall in love with their guys and they screw themselves in the end. I, we, I, we brought it up that sometimes we don't want to deal players like Alonzo Trier or Iman Shumpert because we love them so much and we watch them and, and there's so much. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just saying there's so much development there. I, I, I got I to... Gotta, I'm scared to trade Grimes because I really like him. I'm okay to get rid of him, but I'm going to be really upset, man, because he's the second coming of Allen Houston. No matter what team he's on, I really do believe that. I don't think Allen Houston's a superstar. Okay, I just think he's really good. And I think that Quentin Grimes is also really good. He's more than a 3 and D guy, but he has a stroke. He can cut in, and he's a really good defender, dude. He's like a poor man's Clay Thompson already. Like, Clay Thompson coming out wasn't amazing. He became amazing. He also was playing with the best point guard, arguably, of all time. Top five, top ten, something. Right? Like, you know, one of the top point guards of our era. So, it's easy to develop next to him. I do think Grimes is on that level, man. I do. I think he could have a conversation with Allen Houston. I think he could have a conversation with Clay Thompson. Mm. That's so important. I think he could start on our team. So, it's hard to lose him as a shooting guard. And I totally understand why Utah wants him. So, that's going to hurt as my number two, for sure. You know, I'm going to close it out with Obi. Listen, man, as much as I love the Matrix, as much as I love Obi Toppin, Obi Avengers, I know Blood the Panda is is punching a wall somewhere with my, you know, with my picture on it, listening to me talk about, you know, I'm not going to be too upset if Obi Toppin goes. But, dude, he's replaceable. That's the honest truth. He's replaceable. I think he's very good at basketball. I think he's really fun off the bench. And that's why I would rather trade eight draft picks, literally, and keep my guys, take Fournier and D. Rose and four and eight draft picks, and let me keep IQ, Grimes, and Obi, because that's a solid team with Julius Randle starting. That's solid for me. But I believe that you could you could Obi Toppin. You could replace him, man. I don't. I, you can if you want to even money ball replace him, so you're not nobody's too upset with me in the Knicks hive. You can money ball replace him with you know a power forward and you know Sims or something. It's fine. Everything is fine. Also, you got to put Melo in there, right? If Mitchell's coming here, we know that Melo's coming. So how amazing would that bench be, dude? IQ, Grimes, Melo, Obi, and Hardenstein slash Sims. Like that is just amazing to me. So. Ah, I like. Uh, th- there's a part of me, man. I'm, I'm itching for that. I'm just itching for that team, like Brunson, Mitchell, RJ, Randall, Robinson, and then that bench unit behind them. That just, 
I just don't want that to go away because we got Mitchell. I don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, it's always not wanting to shoot ourselves in the foot, and I totally, I totally feel you on that. And then it would probably be it would be McBride then uh, Reddish, right? That's well, how McBride, yeah. Cool. I, I expect McBride. No, no, uh, yeah, yeah. to get traded. I'm okay with it. Like I love McBride. Yeah. I honestly really do. Uh, he's my guy. I'm gonna root for him everywhere. I hope he gets playing time. Honestly, I think he could go. I think if he like goes to OKC, he could play well in that system. You know what I mean? For sure. I got a question for you though, because let's change up these topics real quick. Because now we went on through like it, we we discussed earlier whether or not this is a do or die, and we just broke down the players and the draft picks to get a little bit more nuanced in it. Do you think? Because I think the next thing for me is does this team actually have a direction? You know what I mean? Like, because everyone's like. Because that's kind of been the conversation between when you hear listen to Max Kellerman, like, ah, why you want to go trade for Donovan Mitchell? You're not a championship contender. That means you don't think this is a good direction to go get Donovan Mitchell. Then I listen to The Ringer. Shout out to Logan Murdoch and Roger Bell. They got a good podcast over there. You know, I listen to them and they're like, well, the Knicks don't really have like usually a, like a direction when they're starting to do these things. I listen to this and I'm like, they do have a direction. The direction is they've been building through the draft. We know they, they don't want to be tanking. They want to have competitive basketball and they want to go out and get their star. Now the moment is here where they can potentially get a star. So now they're going to try to get a star. And with that, that direction then moves from once you get said star, you figure it out afterwards because you still should have some assets. You still should be developing the players that you still have here. And you can maybe move them down the line to get more draft picks if you need to add through the draft or. Or you're still able to keep some of these players and you have a good team moving forward, or you're able to sign and trade for somebody else. So I think there is, uh, I think there is like a plan here. Is every plan concrete where, you know, like what plan A, B, C, all the way down to Z is? No, because there's things in life that just throw a wrench in your way. And it's like, oh, this wasn't what I planned. But it's like, how do you bounce back from that? Right. I look at the Milwaukee Bucks and, and they're like, Oh, we got our point guard in Eric Bledsoe. And then they see Eric Bledsoe not show up in the playoffs and they're like, wow, we just paid this guy and now we got to pivot. And they pivoted to Drew Holiday. And then next thing you know, they go win a championship, right? I look at the Toronto Raptors. They had a solid middle of the pack, like playoff team, kept losing to LeBron James. The opportunity arose where it's like, oh, uh, we can't get past LeBron with just quad, uh, Kyle Lowry and uh, DeMar DeRozan. We need something else. Oh, look at that. Kawhi Leonard's available. Why don't we pivot, trade our homegrown talent in DeMar DeRozan and go get him and see what happens. And they want a championship. Like that happens. Like you have to be able to pivot. I hate that there has to be like, I hate that this, there's this narrative where, oh, they have to know from, from start to finish how it's all going to work out and how they're going to get somebody. No, they have a plan. And they're working with what they're being given on this board, you know? And I just, I, I, I see, I see the plan. All right. We may not like the plan. We may not like how long it's taking. We may disagree with some of the things that have happened in between, but there definitely is a plan. Do you agree that that's the plan or do you see a plan? Well, what are your thoughts? I have a really annoying answer for you, but it, it, you kind of deserve it. It depends. It depends on the trade. <laughs> it depends on the trade, Alex. It depends what the trade looks like. That's what shows us the direction of this team. If we trade a bunch of our players away and minimal draft picks, then we're honestly just building. We're, we're still building because we're relying on our draft picks. We still have a bunch of other teams' draft picks. We got rid of some players for a star. And now we're able to lure that guy that you're talking about. You know, someone would be able to actually force their trade to New York. Not, hey, I'll give you a list. No, it's, I want to come to New York and play with this team, with Mitchell, with Jalen, with, you know, Mitchell Robinson, too. Hopefully he's nice. You know, RJ. Like, that's that's where the direction is. Like, somebody like Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, I know he just signed the extension, and so he seems unreachable. Okay? But they just got to go bare. And they're going to have to, you know, Anthony Edwards on the books. If in two years, it's just not working out analytically with Towns and Gobert. Maybe they keep Gobert because it's an impossible contract to sign. They, they traded a million draft picks for him. 
And they finally get rid of Towns. And maybe Towns is like, I'm going to New York. He's from he's from the area. It's his you know family's favorite team growing up. Of course, we know the CAA connection. Like, I get that direction. If they just trade a bunch of draft picks and they keep the players, the direction is, yo, we think we're a real basketball team, especially in the Eastern Conference. Like, we get so convoluted where it goes, are they going to win the championship? No, I don't think that Jalen Brunson can beat Steph Curry in a one-on-one. And I think that, you know, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are better than any two basketball players on our team. I, so, no, I don't think that the Knicks are going to win the championship no matter what they do. Like, I, don't, I just don't think that that's the next question. You know, the next question is, can we compete? And the direction of this team, if we trade a bunch of draft picks, is we're trying to compete right now. If we trade a bunch of players, we're honestly still posturing for the future. We're keeping some draft picks in our in our pocket so that we can still get that guy, like you said, man, that Kawhi Leonard that comes, even if it's for a rental, not him specifically, but that rental player, even if it's like, dude, I'm not going to resign there, but I'll try it out for a year. You know what I'm saying? I have one, one more year left on my contract and we'll talk. That's the kind of guy that they can posture for because he's not going to be, you know, not eight draft picks worth. You know, he's going to be like a rental price. You know, hopefully Kawhi price. Maybe even Drew Holiday price, which is fine. I know that's out, you know, but at the time, Drew Holiday was, trade was crazy. Now it's, you know, nothing, right? Maybe it's a Ben Simmons type of trade. Maybe Ben Simmons is that last piece. I know that sounds crazy. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's not that expensive. Somebody like that. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to take a haul to get somebody, you know, who maybe could just be a plug-in player. So I, it, de- it honestly depends on the trade. What I want the direction to be, in my humble opinion, is to just get rid of the draft picks, man. Just get rid of them. Get rid of the protected picks. Get rid of some of our picks. And just keep the guys, dude. I love R10. And Tim doesn't play more than 10 anyway. I love R10, man. I don't care about tanking for Wimbiama. I just really don't care. <laughs> like, I really, really don't <laughs> care. Just please, man. Please get Donovan Mitchell next to Jalen Brunson. But because I know it's going to happen, but don't get rid of our guys. I really don't want IQ and Grimes gone. I can bite the bullet on Obi. That's why he was my number three. I could bite the bullet, especially because we have Randall. I know that sounds crazy too. People are screaming at me right now through their screens or, you know, in their ears, right? Keep Randall, trade Obi. This guy's crazy. <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you, if you trade Obi and Randall's there, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not, I'm not on board with all that, but hey, uh, it I is. Feel I, get, I, get, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it, though. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's so people are going to shoot me in the head hey, because look. I said Randall. I'm like, I'm a Randall apologist. I get it. I totally understand. But, and you know, Randall, apparently, you know, in his past doesn't do the pick and roll, but Randall in his past never had a point guard. Like, that's always going to be the answer, man. When you have a point guard on the court that can, that controls the court, it's just different. Like, you think if, you think if Chris Paul got on the court with, you know, with this Knicks team right now, all of a sudden we're not going to run the pick and roll? Of course we are. Let me tell you, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, if Chris Paul was on this team, Julius Randle has essentially very minimal say because Chris Paul is telling him what he's got to do. And if that's not flying, he's out the Because he runs the team though, because he runs the, because he's a point guard who runs the point guard system. It's his, when he has the ball, he's running it. And so I think Brunson's going to do that too, man. I really honestly truly do. And money talks. When you make the most money, you, you make the rules. That's just how it works with egos, especially when you're on a sports team and everyone's making, everyone's a millionaire. Everyone's making, you know. Yeah, how big is a millionaire? (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm saying at least a millionaire, but I'm saying they're, you know, obviously he's making more than just a little, you know, but he he can can go to Randall and be like, bro, this this is my team now. Like you're on the trade block and they just signed me for $104 million. You know what I mean? Like just shut your mouth. You know, when Melo comes back, if and when Melo comes back to this team, you think Melo's going to be, like, demanding stuff? It's not his team. We're not, you know, he's not he's not coming home, and we're not going to have, you know, this crazy celebration. Like, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun with it. But he's not going to be like, I need the ball. I need to start. No, he's going to know his place. He's going to be like, yo, Brunson, you make $104 million. Go do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, I'm going to have to defer to you. So I think all that stuff makes a huge difference, dude. And – that's why I think Randall's going to be good in this lineup. Brunson, Mitchell, RJ, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson 
is a top six seed in the Eastern Conference with a bench 100%. of IQ Grimes. I'm just gonna I think that team is there. I, I, oh, I think, yeah. <laughs> and Sims. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a top five team. I think not top five team. I think they can get the fifth seed max because just I give still it a six. Give, yeah, we'll give it a six. Whatever, just give it a six. Nah, I'm, I'm, gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say, 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 I'm gonna say fifth, man. I really think okay. they can get like if Let's you go. give me that lineup, I think that's fifth because I like that. look, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna give respect to the teams like I always give respect to. You gotta respect Philly, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, top four right there. You give me that next team, they can easily be they can easily compete for that fifth spot. Things would have to go right. A lot of things would have to go right, but they could easily do it. But hey, man, this has been a great conversation. It's been a great conversation. I think this is a good place uh, to end it. Any final thoughts? Yeah, man. I'm so hyped. I'm going to be at the Jalen Brunson presser tomorrow slash today when you're listening to this. I'm a hype, dude. I'm hyped to, I'm hyped to, to welcome our boy. I was going to ask him a question about usage rates. I shut my mouth. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask Don't him about pick and rolls. I'm going to do it. It was going to be in a positive way uh, with a positive spin to it because I think it's going to be fantastic. I think people. I think that people crying – about Randall's usage rate or should be ecstatic that Brunson's coming in and is begging for usage rate. I think the people that are crying about R.J. Barrett's usage rate and how he doesn't finish at the rim and how he gets fatigued should be ecstatic that we'd be getting a Brunson in. I, and I believe that those people should also be more ecstatic that Mitchell's coming in. Right? If, if you're so upset about Randall, if Mitchell comes in, of course, but if you're so upset about Randall and R.J.'s usage rate, and you're, you're getting two people who want, you know, demand high usage rate. Like, what's the problem? And, you know, Mitchell, he's been humbled, man. He's been humbled. You think that Don Mitchell comes in here like, oh, I'm the superstar. I'm about to drop 50 a night. Give me the ball. He did that. He had his fun, bro. He knows what it's like to drop 50 a night. <laughs> he doesn't care. He can't win playoff games like that. I, 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 this, he's matured, man. I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready for Jay, the mature Jalen Brunson. I'm ready for the mature Donovan Mitchell. I'm ready for the... Mature and paid R.J. Barrett, not trying to do too much. I'm ready for the RJ, the Julius Randle with finally no pressure on his back, dude. Like one thing I took from the, I was watching a little snippets from the from the Derek Jeter, uh, documentary that's coming out, and um, I actually, you know what? This is a good. This is a good full circle. It was actually on the Jesus and Mero. Like they did a clip, Jesus and Mero, <laughs> uh, previewing uh, the captain. And they showed uh, his his. They were like previewing the part where they're talking about his three thousandth hit and how he went, you know, five for five that day with the yeah. uh, game winning RBI. And they they, sh- they showed his press conference and how he was like, Derek Jeter was like, I've been lying to you guys this whole time. There's so much pressure on me to perform at home. Like there's so much pressure, and this is this is the champion. This is the guy that could do no wrong. Like literally socially, he does wrong like no problem. Right, like on the on the field, if he does anything wrong, like no problem. Like this is our man, and he's he feels the pressure of New York playing in New York. And I I've been telling you that man. I've Gives the same the gift garden. basket to the same uh, person he went on a date with. No problem. <laughs> yeah, like we let that go. We let it all go. And we, dude, I I told you, I was telling you during the playoffs. I I love Madison Square Garden. Season ticket, you know, season holder, ticket holder. Uh, big huge, huge Knicks fan. We love the Knicks. It's scary in the garden, in the playoffs, man. Even for us, we made it hard on the Knicks in that Atlanta Hawks series, man. You could hear a pin drop when the Knicks have the ball. You know how tense that is? And then as soon as the Hawks have the ball, everyone's screaming, F you, and this. It was tense in there, bro. It was not It was not a nice environment to be to play I mean, at home. And I wonder be, if Julius Randle finally is going to repair that. Can you give me that? Be, you think he's finally going to repair that? I don't know. I'm not going to answer that. Because I, oh. I don't know, man. I don't know. Come on, Alex. Come to the side before it's too late. Eh, I'd rather be late. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, man, look, I get the pressure, though. I get the, I get the pressure. Look, especially when you haven't been to the playoffs in like eight years, bro. Of course, people, it's going to be pins and needles. Of course, you can hear a pin drop. Of course. Just, he, couldn't, he couldn't deal with the pressure, but, he, he, you know, he folded last year. He folded. He folded. He, he honestly, dude, he folded. He folded. Uh, he had a straight draw. The whole day, the whole the whole season, bro. He could have at any man point, folded like a chair, bro. Man folded like a chair. At any point, any point, he could have changed his attitude, but it, it just didn't happen. Whatever. I think this year, man, with a point guard and Donovan Mitchell, no one's gonna even talk to him. No one's gonna even ask for a press conference for Randall. He's gonna be living the dream, bro. Go in there. You're gonna get your minutes. No one's gonna complain about Obi because he's gonna get his minutes. 
You're going to get your, you know, 20 points a game, no problem, five rebounds, three assists. Everyone's going to be excited. Dude. I'm, 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 hopium is running through my veins right now if we get Mitchell to keep our guys. That's all oh, I'll hopium say. Will be, hopium will be at a stock high, all right? We're, we're, the price is going to be too high to purchase. But on that <laughs> note, on that note, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. You all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. All right. Please make sure to leave us a five-star rating. Please make sure to leave a review if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We're partnering with Minute Media and Fansite, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press. And we're also on YouTube. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC, period. So make sure to find that page, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And to leave a comment when you watch a video. And hit the like button. We also got another podcast over there, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy, co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible and tell you where to place your money on the line if you like sports betting. But make sure to do so responsibly. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another next episode of the Knicks Chats, etc. podcast. We out. Vibes are immaculate, baby. Let's go Knicks. Oh, Jalen Bronx. Hopefully there's no birds around his head for this press conference. Shout out Adam Gates.